Hello, my friends, and welcome to Friday, Friday, June the 5th. Uh, again, hope wherever you are and however you are, you are uh, doing well. And uh, certainly in the presence of loved ones, in the presence of our God, uh, or maybe I should better say, uh, open to the presence of God, certainly in your midst, because God is. Uh, today, we will... Um, read a very brief gospel, uh, following up exactly on the heels of where we left off in yesterday's gospel of Mark. I've got good news for you, uh, probably on many levels, but the first bit of good news is the gospel is very short. And the second bit of good news is because the gospel is short, and really, as I was looking at it and praying over it, I'm like, hmm, not quite sure where to go. My reflection is going to be pretty short today. So there you go. It's Friday. We all need a little bit uh, uh, good news on Friday just to head into the weekend. So let's listen to the Word of God for those following along at home. Mark chapter 12, verses 35 to 37. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As Jesus was teaching in the temple area, he said, How do the scribes claim that the Christ is the son of David? David himself, inspired by the Holy Spirit, said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I place your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. So, so how is he his son? The crowd, the great crowd, heard this with delight. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So remember, we have read now four days sequentially uh, from the Gospel of Mark. And uh, the first day it was the, the Herodians and the Pharisees giving the Dickens to Jesus. Then it was a, the Sadducees mocking him. Uh, and yesterday, a scribe came to him uh, with perhaps an honest question, perhaps to debate, which was a, a manner of dialogue at the time, whatever it was. But again, that constant, the, the people that he was brushing up against. So here it says, nobody approaches him as Jesus was teaching in the temple area. So now he's turning to the other people after he's fended off the hordes. And he says, listen, you know, and, and what he's doing here is, is very much a, a debate type form or, or one that he would use in an argument. Uh, how is it that the scribes claim that Jesus Christ is the, is the son of David? Because, of course, Jesus had to come from the line of David, the Messiah. Not, not Jesus, excuse me. The Messiah had to come from the line of David. That, that was known within uh, not only Jewish thought, but scripturally uh, referenced. Whereas Jesus then says, because David called him Lord. He said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until your enemies are under your feet. How is that possible if David is calling him Lord? Um, and the people were like, oh, that's just good, you know, argument, <laughs> good, good debate logic. Nobody knows. Um, just a, a thought or two on this is uh, the wonderful part um, the word that, uh, that Mark is using here uh, for Lord, capital Lord, by the way, because the owners of slaves, owners of, of, of uh, you know, 
not just businesses, but uh, maybe families. Uh, the heads of families were called Lord in that sense, uh, lowercase l. But uh, Lord, capital L, the, the Greek word that Mark uses is, is kiros, and that means uh, of God. Uh, and so what he's saying is, how is it that a king, Lord, small l, uh, the ruler of a country in this case, would say, call Jesus Lord, and he uses that word kiros, meaning God. So it, it, effectively, and if I've confused you, yeah, it's a confusing reading. Effectively, what Mark is saying here is that the Christ comes and brings with him not only a human line, but a divine one, that the Messiah will be of God. Now, you and I yawn when we hear that and say, of course, but, they, but we have 2,000 years of, of theology behind that. There were people who died over the argument that Jesus was fully God and fully man. Uh, before they, they, in the fourth century, defined that. I mean, it took four centuries, brothers and sisters, to define that. And here's Jesus saying that right away in the gospel. And, and, and mark my words, this is, this is also um, very revolutionary because the word Lord, now it would have been a Latin word, and I don't know what that word is, but, but ultimately was used for Caesar. Um, and so when Paul is writing in, you know, 20 years-ish after the, the death and resurrection and ascension of Christ and saying, Jesus is Lord, we can only say Jesus is Lord in the spirit, you know, that beautiful Philippians line. Um, that's a revolutionary statement because it's saying, I'm not uh, saying Caesar is Lord. I'm saying Jesus is Lord. And, and I think Paul himself would probably point to this gospel that says, listen, David called him Lord. We know that this Messiah is not just of human line, although he was of the line of David. We know that, which is the line of Judah, um, the, the lion of Judah uh, being one of the nicknames for Christ, um, that he's not just of that line physically, humanly, but he is of God, of God. The other thing I want to say is today is a feast day, uh, St. Boniface. Now, if you're like me, you probably don't know a lot about St. Boniface, but some of you may, and I, I don't want to certainly, um, you know, patronize and, and say you may not. Uh, Boniface was a Benedictine monk from England, and his community wanted to elect him abbot, which is the leader of the Benedictines there, and he chose not to do that. He wanted to do missionary work, and so he wanted to go to the Germanic peoples and um, bring Christ to them. Now, when he got there, uh, he found two things. One, he found a lot of paganism, which was pretty normal in Northern Europe at the time, but he also found um, Christianity that had been very paganized. So the early uh, missionaries who had gone north uh, probably in the 5th centuries or so, in 6th centuries, what they had done there had gotten very paganized. And so he went on that missionary German missionary uh, mission to Germany, went down to Rome when he was probably, you know, let's say in his 40s, and reported this to the Pope. And the Pope said, here's your mission now. I want you to reform the Church of Germany. So that's what he did. He spent the rest of his life going there to the Germanic peoples, 
and reforming them and, um, and, and, and essentially organizing that which was incredibly disorganized. Um, bishops were just kind of bishops on their own or, or being made bishop by, by local tribes, people, and, and not necessarily faithful to the uh, bishop of Rome, the pope, but to their tribal leader who appointed them. And so Boniface had to work with all this and, and, and convert people and, and help them understand the gospel of Christ as it, as it really was, not as this watered-down version was, and, uh, and basically brought order out of chaos. Now, let me say something this morning that's just ridiculous. This morning, I was out on my run, and I listened to a number of podcasts, but one of them is called The Rewatchables. It's a, a group of guys from The Ringer that just get together and talk about movies that are just eminently rewatchable. And it's just a fun podcast. Not for the faint of heart, because they're going to drop F-bombs on you, you know, here, there, and everywhere. But uh, this morning, the, the podcast I was listening to was on the movie Armageddon. Now, it's not going to win any Academy Awards. We all know what anybody who's seen Armageddon. But at one point, they were talking about one of the rewatchable scenes was Billy Bob Thornton comes in. He's this big NASA director, and he comes into this office, and there's chaos all over the place. And all he does is start shouting commands. Here, this is what we're going to do. Asking questions over here. And everybody falls in line. And what was a chaotic office becomes ordered just by his very presence. Now, that's a really bad example. But brothers and sisters, when Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> or you and I uh, or God or Boniface comes in and takes a chaotic situation and creates order out of it, that is, and certainly was for the Jewish people, a, a sign of the presence of God. Because Genesis opens with that very line um, you know, on the, well, it's Genesis 1 is, is the, the seven days of creation. But on the first day, the Spirit hovered over the waters. And the waters at that point are turbulent and churning, and they represent chaos. But the Spirit hovered over them. And then we read in Genesis chapter 1 of, here's what God did on the first day to bring order out of that chaos. And here's what he did on the second day. And here's what he did on the third day. And every day it was good until the end of the sixth day, when not only is it very good that God rests on the seventh day, because out of that chaos, order has happened. Boniface, brothers and sisters, was martyred in his uh, mission to the German people. He was going to uh, a place where he and uh, a number of his associates were uh, going to confirm uh, a number of people in the Catholic faith. And and uh, a tribe, a, a local tribe, killed he and his companions. And he is now a saint within it. We may think of missionary work as I'm going to go and create people who do not know God. I don't create them. I, I'm going to go to people who do not know God, and I'm going to bring the faith to them, and they are going to come to know God for the first time. That's not the kind of missionary Boniface was. He had the unsexy job of going to a house that was simply in disrepair. And kind of like Francis did a few centuries later when God said to him, rebuild my church. That's what God said to Boniface through Pope Gregory and said, rebuild my church in Germany. That's not sexy. Uh, 
But brothers and sisters, what he did was he brought order out of the chaos that was there. And because of that, the faith not only grew strong in the Germanic uh, nations, but it was passed on and on and on uh, to be one of the strongest churches within Europe. So I guess the questions I'd have for us today are, um, where are places in your life that people have helped bring order to you? And, uh, and knowing, because when we're in disorder, brothers and sisters, our, our worlds shake. But when others have brought order to us or invited us, uh, given us ways in which we can breathe and relax and bring peace to us, that's the presence of God. And, and I guess the first thing I'd say is, for those people who have done that, thank God for them. Because that was the face of God. They were saints, maybe not a capital S, but they were saints to you. And they were saints to me in helping bring order to our lives at a time when we needed that order. And the other question for, that I'd have for you today is, um, where are places in your life or in the lives of those around you that might benefit from order today, that may be in need of reform because they've fallen into disrepair. Again, maybe it's, it's habits within us. Maybe it's, it's relationships that we have. Maybe we see disrepair and disorder uh, within friends or family, and, and we bring them peace, and we bring them somehow presence, and that can order them. And instead of the world spinning and shaking and, and on a... On a on an unsolid foundation that helps firm them up. So let's thank God for those people who have brought order to us today, especially Boniface in his name, uh, for their, their saintly action in bringing God to us. And let's be people who also do the same thing, following in Boniface's footsteps. Let's pray. We finish up the Sorrowful Mysteries today, so let's take a moment of silence and... Uh, and bring our intentions, what or whom, for what or whom we'd like to pray today uh, before our Blessed Mother. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. The fifth sorrowful mystery, Jesus dies on the cross. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your, thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, thank you for uh, taking time to come and pray and, and learn more and dedicate ourselves more uh, to uh, Christ and, and the Word uh, among us. May you have a wonderful weekend, a, a safe weekend, a joy-filled weekend, and I look forward to us being back together on Monday. God bless you all.